Hey friends, welcome back to the Hey, hey friends, friends Podcast. We're so glad that you can join us. I'm Abby. And I'm Victoria. And yeah, so today's episode we're really excited about. Um, we're going to be talking about a chosen generation and kind of what that means and how our generation is chosen and appointed by God. So we'll go into that more. Um, but we want to say thank you for tuning in yes. and listening. This is our um, second episode now on Spotify. Yes, and I'm so excited. We are. We hope you guys like this format a little bit more and if this works out for you guys. But um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump in. Our generation today and like us as Christian believers, we're called to be separate from unbelievers. And we're called to minister and share the gospel to unbelievers and just show... God's love. Yes. Um, In in 1 Peter 2.9... It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should put forth the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. This verse is um, one that's very important, and it just, yes, it talks about how we have to share about Jesus. We have to go and praise God and not just in private, which is also super important, but also in out in public and in church and and mm. with people who don't believe and Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things like that goes hand in hand with evangelism. Like being a royal priesthood and um being a holy nation. I kind of wanted to like talk about being a peculiar people. That's something that I think to me is like really, really cool that we're called peculiar. So I kind of researched what it means to be peculiar. And it says, um, it means strange, odd, unusual, particular, special, distinctive, and different from the usual or normal. So when it says we're a peculiar people, we are, we're different, we're set apart, and we're called to be, um, to go after him and not to follow the ways of the world. And that's something that's, I think, really important. For us as Christians to do. Yeah, and at the end of that definition, it says um, different from the usual or normal. Yeah. And like the normal today in our society is to listen to all the secular music, to go out and party, to go out and drink, to go mm-hmm. do things that um, if you dive deep into the word and it's not biblical. And yeah, so we're called to be set apart, to be distinctive yes to be like when someone sees you on the street they can be like wow they're different that's what we're called to be that's what we're um we're chosen as this generation of people to go after god and not care what people think like so many things that we are chosen to be um first peter 2 4 says rejected by men but chosen and precious by god and i think that goes hand in hand with like being peculiar like, we can be rejected, we can be made fun of. Like, Christians were persecuted in the Bible, even. Yeah, and sorry, but in this no. verse, it's talking about Jesus, because he was rejected by men, but mm-hmm. God had chosen him for something bigger bigger than anybody could have imagined. Yeah. And that's what we are today. God has set us apart for something so mm-hmm. much bigger, so much bigger than we can even fathom. Yeah. Okay, another Bible verse I wanted to read is... Amos. Abby and I were just talking about Amos, Amos like how you Amos. say this. And we looked up a video see, to see how to pronounce it. And we think it's Amos. So if we're wrong, let us know. Yes. But this is what we think. Um, so Amos 8.11 says, The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of... Fir- or, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. So right now... 
I feel like in a whole bunch of countries besides the United States, we're all in a famine right now where um, some people have to, as Christians, like they have to hide and do it in secret. But like to me to think about that, like how they wouldn't be discouraged to stop being Christian and they would still like go ahead and be brave and do it. Like not depending on this, like what it would take. Yeah. You can't just go to Starbucks and read your Bible. Yeah. Like you you have to meet up and you have to hide. So we need to be, like, praying for those people, but also using our faith to, like, take a stand. Use the freedom that we've been given yes. here in the U.S. Not take it for granted. Because mm-hmm. um, everything that all these other Christians go through is horrible and sad. And But here in the U.S., we have the ability to spread the gospel, the gospel and be a chosen generation in public yes. without having to worry about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And with that freedom, um, we have to remember that we are a temple of the living God. In 2 Corinthians 6, 16 through 17, it says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Mm. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Mm. When I read this verse, the thing that just stands out to me is we are a temple of the living God. What we see, what we put into our body, what we do doesn't just affect us, you know, and it hurts God to see us doing these things that he didn't want us to do. And to be a chosen generation is to be set apart, to be living for God, to be that temple of the living God and worship the Lord and go out, read your Bible daily and just continue to move through him. And, and in in verse 17, it says, come out from them and be separate. And I will receive you when you touch no unclean thing. That's awesome. When I think of like, when I hear touch no unclean thing, I think of like the world. All that to say is, is we're not to fear the world. Yes. Though. You we can't be scared of the world because God put us here for a reason, for yeah. a mission to yes. go out and spread the word. So we can't fear the world because like it or not, we live in the society that we live in today and we can't we can't like run from it. We've been yes. put here for a reason and a purpose. Um one thing I wanted to quick like say is it can be so scary to be a chosen generation. It can just have, like, this fear associated with it. Like, we just went out and um, were evangelizing to people around, like, our city, and that that's scary. That's something that's not, like, natural for everyone to do. But I wanted to read this verse. Um, It's Deuteronomy 31.8. I'm sure everyone, or almost everyone has heard this verse before, but it says, He'll never leave me or forsake me. Do not be afraid or discouraged. God has promised us that we don't have to be afraid, that we don't have to be discouraged. If someone rejects us, if someone says, no, sorry, I don't want to talk to you, you know, if you're trying to evangelize, if you're trying to live the part of being a chosen generation, we have God on our side, and it says he will never leave us or forsake us. So fear is used against us to limit our victories and decrease our hope. So Mm -hmm. I think when you take a stand against fear and take a stand against the devil and really live the part of being a chosen generation, then that makes such a difference. 
And having hope in the Lord is so important as well. We have to trust him. Like hope, having hope in the Lord is like trusting in God, trusting that he's going to be there beside you when you go out, trusting when you wake up, he's going to be with you the whole day, trusting when you go to sleep that you won't have nightmares or just different things. I don't know how that applies. I mean, it applies in every single way. Um, Another verse I wanted to read to you guys. Sorry, we're giving you so many verses. But um, Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. I love this verse so much. The part that really, like, ministers to me, it says that the Lord is the stronghold of my life. When you put your trust in Him and when you depend on Him and you just live out your life as a Christian and you're evangelizing and you're reading your Bible, who should you fear? You have God on your side. You have the authority of a Christian, and we actually have an episode on our YouTube channel about our authorities as Christians, if you want to go check that out. Um, but the Lord is the stronghold of my life. He's not going to let you fail. He He's um, proud of you for living the part of a chosen generation. So I think that's something really, really cool. Yeah. Um, another verse <laughs> is... Psalm 145, 3 through 4. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall command your works to another and shall Mm -hmm. declare your mighty acts. And in the Bible, it says faith without works is dead. Because even the demons believe and tremble before God. Mm -hmm. But we have to go out and have faith in the Lord and believe that when we go out and work for his kingdom and do what he's asked us to do, he's going to be with us and he's going to go before us because he knows what he's called us to do and what he wants us to do. Because it says, was not Abraham Abraham, our father justified by works when he offered his son on the altar? I don't know. That just like hits me. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son for the kingdom of God. Imagine having this baby boy and you haven't been able to have, you and your wife haven't been able to have children mm-hmm. and this is your son and you, and the Lord asks you to just sacrifice him on the altar. I personally would not want to do that. <laughs> I would yeah. not want to kill my son. Um, in the end, Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son. God provided a lamb, mm-hmm. but the work that Abraham put forward, put forth, proved his faith to God and his trust in the Lord, knowing that if he listened to God and yeah. listened to what he t- asked him and obeyed him, everything would work out and everything would be okay because he knew God was on his side. Yeah. Like, it's like a math formula. You can't yeah. just have one. You have to have both Yeah, for it to have, like, an equate or, um, like, the answer towards us and takes pride in us whenever we go out and we're living the part of a chosen generation and we're evangelizing because not only do we have faith that we're going to be able to talk to these people and we're going to be able to make a difference in our world today but he sees that we have faith but we have works along with that yes and to to go off of that is the body Mm, of christ the body of Christ is so important. There are so many different things. When you think of a body, you think of the arms, the head, the eyes, the feet, the legs, the muscle, the bone. Um, it's not just one. It's A body is composed of so many different things. 
But if all we had were arms, how would we be able to walk? Or if we only had eyes, how would we be able to think? Our generation is just, we each are just one part of the body. And when we come together, it we come as a whole. Yeah. And each person has something different mm-hmm. that God has assigned them to. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Something that's like really, really cool is we're called to have life in the spirit and we're called to minister to others and bring life to them. As Christians, I think a lot of the time we can get doubtful about our circumstances, even though we have this one hope in our lives, which is Jesus. But if we doubt our generation, then that's going to affect things. We have to have faith and works like we just talked about. But, um, we're always appointed and chosen to be vessels of God and to share the good news with others. Yeah. And we always have that purpose planted in us from the very beginning to talk to others and to minister to others and to love on others and show the love of God. Yes. Um, one last point that we want to leave with you guys is this. We as a generation are one body joined together for the same reason, mm-hmm. to, proclaim, to proclaim the news of the Lord. It's, in a way, our job. We have been called out of the darkness into his marvelous light. I love that word, marvelous. But not just because God wants to show off and show how great he is, but because he has a reason and a plan for us. Yeah. We love you guys, and we hope that this um, hit home with you guys and that this encouraged you to take part in our generation and to spread the gospel to your friends at school, to people at work, Mm -hmm. wherever you are in life. Always take it as an opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah. Um, We love you guys, and we're excited for this new kind of chapter on our Spotify to upload episodes on here. Yes. Um, But we will talk to you guys soon. We love you, and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Bye, guys.